Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. It's a classic question and a classic problem. Why do bad things happen to good people? Have there been specific reasons for bad events? Have there been random reasons for good events? And... Where can we find the answers? Hi, everyone. This is Tammy Becker. I'm the Gospel Girl. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so thankful that you have decided to join me and God in our episode today where we're going to talk about why the old cliche saying, why do good things happen to bad people? So what made me come to this title and this discussion is the Lord, first and foremost. I was sitting saying, what, Lord, do you want me to talk about today? Today's Tuesday. It's time to tape. What do you want to talk about? And how, and how I go about that is I start going through things like, you know, my church notes, my YouTube notes, anything so that God can reveal something to me. And he did just that, which came off. I just taped the episode Job. And with Job, it talks a lot about this. He was a good person. You know, he just loved the Lord. And he, no matter all three of his friends trying to discourage him all the time, saying that he must have did something wrong to be out of the Lord's favor. He still proceeded to reason and talk about the Lord in everything that he was doing. So it made me think, yeah, that is a good topic because... There's several things, you know, over the past few months that the Lord has kind of put in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that'll come up someday. We'll talk about that. So really, actually, there's like three things I thought would be good topics. And then when the Lord gave me this, it was like, okay, well, I guess we're going to talk about kind of all three of those things. So, you know, when Joe was plagued with some problems. He was with it. He was without his house. He was without his children and was without the support of his wife. But to make things worse, he then became plagued by painful boils and sores. So despite all this, Job continued to obey the Lord. And I read in Job, Job's words, in Job chapter 1, verse 21, you can look it up. It said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked 
shall I return? Well, okay, let's think about that in terms of us today. Like, let's think about it before COVID happened over a year ago. And let's think about where our lives were when we were, you know, hitting the grind every day, working, supporting the family, doing house chores, maybe trying to buy this and buy that. And maybe you're one of those people who wants to live better than the Joneses next door. And you just want to have, 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 have. <laughs> so, oh, the Lord just gave me something. He just gave me another thing. Speaking of that. The Lord just told me, you can have all you want. You can have the desires of your heart. But if you're choosing all the things of the world to make you happy, if you're a health nut and you're putting all of the proper nutrition in your body, if you're an exercise person and you're exercising every day and you're feeling you're filling up your life full of things of the world, but you're forgetting to feed the vessel, the vessel of God with his word, then you're missing the whole point of your life. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for that. Wow. Yeah. You're forgetting to feed the vessel. You know, Job had everything that a lot of us start out with. Maybe some of us don't. Maybe some of us get it. And sometimes it gets taken away. And Job was a good person. He had his family taking his house, taking his wife, uh, wanted him to renounce her. So because of all of these things happened, and then he had physical ailments, but he never stopped feeding himself with the Lord. So again, why do bad things happen? You know, Job talks about all kinds of things of the why. And he had these three friends that really tried to discourage him and, and, and say, well, you must have done something. You must have done something. That's why all these things have happened to you, because you did something out of the will of God. But Job didn't. So he has this friend called Eliphaz that comes in and argues with Job about that he must have sinned. Because bad people, they deserve bad. They deserve the bad that they've gotten. This is what Eliphaz was trying to tell Job, that he deserved everything that he had gotten. And he was arguing with Job. And Job's reply was like a plea of innocence that he made no wrong with God. So then we see Job gets another friend. I mean, maybe you have friends that do this to you. And this is Bildad's argument. This is another friend that comes to him. And he says the same thing. The, the justice of God determines that bad things happen to people that have done bad. By God's standard of justice, Job must have deemed guilty for something. This is what Bildad is saying. 
but not convinced, you know, Job goes ahead and he replies to Bildad, that's not for someone like you to assess the why and the what about God's justice. So let me stop there before I get to the third friend, because this is so true of us. It's not our place to judge others or to make a reference of we must or you must or they must have done something wrong to have all of these things happen. They must have done something wrong with God. Well, it's not our place, friends. That's God's place. God knows all. It's not our place. What What is our place is not to come saying and throwing accusations of why we're in a predicament. Our place is to uphold our friendship. Our place is to comfort one another. Our place to is, is to encourage one another. Our place is to seek the answers in the Bible and share them with our friends. We're not to condemn each other. We're not to judge each other. We're not to say this is why, because we don't really know. We Nobody knows the shoes that other people walk in for sure, because everything could be a facade on the outside. People hide so much. They're not transparent. People are not transparent. So it's not a good way to approach things. So then let's get on to his third friend. So far, he had an argument with Job. That bad happens to people as the result of a disobedience to God's justice. So, so far, asked Job to repent because he must have done something wrong for all this to happen. Job, despite all the arguments from his three friends, he had not disobeyed God. Job even made a declaration in Job chapter 13, verses 15, he said, Even though he slay me, I will hope in him. Wow, that is powerful. We can use that today. We're faced with so many trials in our life. So many trials. It's like we just don't know sometimes where to turn to. What's right? What's wrong? You know, the world is so judgy. There's so much with social media. I mean, it's plastered. Everything is plastered everywhere. And we feel like, you know, that picture where the electricity has someone's hair and they have long hair and it's three, four feet sticking straight up all over the place, like in a circle. And they're just have an angry face like, oh, my gosh, why, why, why? Why do we get signals? Why do we get mixed perceptions? Why does this happen? Well, because, you know, God has commandments. People say, well, I follow the commandments. Why do these things still happen? Well, let me, let me give you some examples. Uh, back in the day when my kids, in the very early 80s, they were very young, and I had two daughters at the time, and I was nursing the youngest daughter, and I had taken a drive from Prescott, Arizona, down to Phoenix, Arizona, to go shopping, because Prescott didn't have shopping at the time. So that's about an hour and a half 
ride from a country town to a, it was a big city at the time. And back in that day, there were no seatbelt laws, no, nothing to do with your children. You plopped them in the car or the back of the truck. I mean, I didn't plop mine in the back of the truck, but I mean, that's what people did. We rode, I rode in the back of a truck, never thought twice about it all through Phoenix. So, you know, put my daughters in the back seat, one in a little wasn't a car seat, car seat. It was just one of these little plastic carriers that you took with you into the grocery market because she was still little. And so they could lay down and you kind of propped it in the grocery place of the front instead of they can't sit. She couldn't sit up at the time. So that's all that she was propped in. She was she was locked into that little plastic carrier, but not into a car seat. They didn't have car seats. And I didn't have the oldest daughter was four. She wasn't in a car seat. So things like that have changed. Now, I mean, I remember her crying on the way back from Phoenix. You know, I'm holding her in my arm, nursing her, driving down the highway. And my other daughter sitting next to us. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine nowadays what social media would do with that? Or if I got caught, I'd be in jail for child endangerment. But there were, were not laws back then. Now there are laws and these laws help keep your children safe. I mean, I wish they would have had them back then. I would have obeyed those laws because, because a lot of kids have died without being restrained. I was lucky mine didn't, but laws are put in place for a reason. So you think of the car seat as a love for your child, because it's beautiful when you know that your children are safe. You know, when my grandkids came along, I used car seats and it does give you a feeling of love, safety, and security. You want them safe when you're driving. I would never for all my forgiven myself if I got in an accident and one of them got hurt. So yeah, it becomes a love for a child and it's beautiful. So the same is true of our love and devotion for God and other people. Feelings are not enough. We need laws. We need boundaries in the form of commandments to help us love God and others. If we did not have the commandments, so many things could happen. Let me give you another example of law. Okay, so a cop pulls you over and, you know, he asks for your registration and this and that, and you give it to him. And then he tells him, tells you, okay, uh, you didn't um, stop and before you made a turn right or something or another. And you says, well, I didn't know that. And he says, well, that's not my problem because there is a book. There is a book of the laws and you should know the laws. If you're going to be in a vehicle, you should know the laws that pertain to driving. So they're going to give you tickets. You can't say, oh, I didn't know the law because that's not going to work with law enforcement. <laughs> they're going to say it's your responsibility to know the law. It's not my problem. You're getting a ticket. Go learn the laws. If you're going to drive, you should know the laws. You should know the laws in your state. 
The same is with God, friends. He gave us the Ten Commandments. Ten. Now this, there's other laws and things in the Bible, but in the very beginning with Moses, he wrote the Ten Commandments with his own finger coming down from heaven. He wrote those commandments for a reason so they would withstand the, the, the time. The time. We can't go about our lives without laws and commandments. Think about it in a way like this. If people knows about a problem and implications and they question their self, questioning is not going to solve their problems, especially when they have the answers. These questions won't help us when there's an economic crisis brought on by a pandemic. These questions won't help us when there's a marriage broken by a cancer diagnosis. But the book of Job puts to our minds that we have often become the accusers, even when we'd like to think otherwise. The Satan in the book of Job had not only showed a weakness in the mind of Job, but also Job's wife and Job's friends. And like Job and his family, we make opinions about things, a lot of things, frankly. Even worse, we make certain decisions about things convinced that we know about particular subjects. Now, Job was a servant of God. That's true. Job executed the commandments of God in his life, and that's also true. But the commandments never, listen to this, the commandments never guaranteed that Job would have no pain or no struggles. So why observe the commandments then, you might ask? Well, there's no definitive answer to that, but observe what would happen when people don't obey the commandments? Imagine if everyone killed each other out of whatever intolerant grudge they had. Imagine if everyone stole from everyone or each other whenever they had desperate desires to. Imagine if everyone were like Job's friends who would slander assumptions on him or us if he was a caged animal. Imagine if everyone was like Job's wife, who would ask her husband to renounce them because someone took their property. And imagine if everyone wasn't a law-minded citizen of God like Job, especially when a great disaster came upon their life. People have taken these commandments for granted and have confused them for something else. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, had told us of this. And that prize we think we desire to put us far off the mark. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Mark 8, 36. These commandments may have been laid out for the reasons we have not figured out. But... We need to observe these commandments still because they make sense in the life we have and with the people around us. So remember, our bodies are the vessels of the Lord. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord. 
Why do bad things happen to good people? Because it's just life. If we didn't have thou shall not murder and everybody just went around killing everybody. I mean, the world without laws would not work. It just wouldn't work. God gave us commandments. The only way you're going to be able to live your truth is by living in the word of God, letting the Holy Spirit in and guiding your life, living in your purpose. Remember, none of these things that you have here on earth are going to matter. They're all going to go away. You're going to die. We all die unless we get taken to heaven which is, would be awesome. We don't might not have to die. I know I've said that before, but that's a lovely thought. I like thinking about that, but it's not going to matter the things we have. What matters is what we've done with the life God gave us, what we share with others, who we encourage that God puts in our path, what we fill our soul and where we're going on our eternal journey. Friends, I hope your eternal journey leads you on that narrow path to heaven. And I hope that you're filling your vessel with the things of the good word of God. I hope you enjoyed this episode this week. And I hope that you come back next week. And I pray that you come back next week. I pray that this has been a blessing for you and that you found value in this episode that God has brought for you, for someone out there. I know someone needs it because the Lord, Lord's put it heavy on my heart. So God bless you. Have so many blessings this week. Wake up and say, God, overflow me with your blessings today, Father. Thank you for being alive. I will see you next Thursday when our next episode ends. This is Tammy Becker, the Gospel Girl. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's Y-O-U-Ministries.com. Until next week, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.